the work of a farmer is never done. So it can be very difficult, you know, to find times, you know, to go to the GP, you know, and looking after your own your own health. But they do, you know, day in, day out, you know, they take care of the machinery on the farm, you know, the livestock, you know, and, and all of that. But all of that comes second nature to farmers. But, you know, to make sure that you're looking after yourself as well and managing your own health. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and with farmers seven times more susceptible to a cardiovascular disease, I'm joined on this week's show by Annie Costello, Head of Patient and Community Engagement and Caroline Dermody, Community Nurse with Cree, to discuss some top tips and advice relating to your health. Annie and Caroline, you're very welcome. Before we start, Annie, can you give a background on what Cree is and what you do? Cree, the Heart and Stroke uh, charity, has been in existence now for nearly 40 years. We're um, based in uh, Galway in the west of Ireland. We began with a very much having a focus on the west of Ireland. But in recent years, we our, our wings have spread far and wide. And I suppose the the. Um, onset of COVID facilitated that in a in a in a big way, allowing us to deliver our message um, virtually uh, through uh, digital virtual programs, that kind of thing. So our 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 aim really is to lead the fight against heart disease and stroke in Ireland, um, and to prevent disease, to save lives, to promote recovery and well being. Prevention being the 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 optimal word there, I suppose it is all about prevention. We don't want anybody to ever have to have an event or to suffer an event. But if you do suffer an event, um, you are a family member, then we do have a certain number of wraparound supports that we can offer to help you in your recovery and to ensure that, you know, you it doesn't happen again, that kind of thing. So prevention, that's about raising awareness. It's about, um, you know, education and, and, and people understanding the risk factors that my colleague Caroline will talk about in a moment, the risk factors that can lead to somebody having a cardiac event. And we can start prevention, you know, at, cra- at the cradle. It, it doesn't need to be that somebody at 40 or 50 or 60 years of age just suddenly should start thinking about it, even though it's very important at that age. But we really should be thinking about it a lot earlier in our lives. So prevention on the one hand. And then if we do suffer an event, to know that Cree, uh, through our um, community work, through our, our nurse helpline, Cree Connects, that we are here to support you and your family um, through signposting, through exercise programs, education programs, in terms of living well with whatever the condition is that you um, have been diagnosed with. So that could be post a cardiac event or it could be living with something as simple as as um, being diagnosed with high blood pressure and the things that you can do to manage that and make sure that you 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 live a good and healthy and long life as a result. And the life of a farmer is very busy and very active and often unpredictable on day to day as to what will come up. What impact does that have on a demanding lifestyle on the farmer's health? Well, again, I mean, we we see farmers all the time um, out and about in the communities where Ireland is a very rural um, country, as you know, um, and, and, and regularly we're meeting farmers, we're meeting their families, the people who are living with them and working with them and concerned about them. Farmers are men and women, they're young and old. Um, and they tend to be more worried about their land and their livestock and their livelihood than they do about 
themselves in our um, experience. So they look after everybody else and make sure the whole world is fed um, and that their cattle and their sheep and livestock are well looked after, but they don't necessarily consider looking after their their own health. And the fact is, it, it, running a farm now is a, is, is a busy job. It's a business. Some people are doing it full time. Some people are doing it part time. Um, the guys who are doing it and the, and the, the ladies and the, and the men who are doing it part time um, are presented with all sorts of stresses because they're trying to keep up a full time job and they're trying to keep the farm going. So that presents stress. Uh, stress is a significant risk factor for heart disease and stroke that coupled with then maybe knock on effects of not eating, not sleeping, not getting enough exercise um, can lead to um suffering a heart attack or a stroke or, or living with a cardiovascular disease. Um, and then for the farmers that we meet that will say to us, well, I'm very busy and I do lots of exercise and I'm walking the farm every day. I suppose it's it's about us engaging with that community for them to understand that there is a difference between physical activity and getting the required physical activity that you need for, for optimal heart health than just walking around you know, feeding the cows and that kind of stuff. That's not necessarily exercise. Um, and then, of course, that coupled with diet and all of that kind of thing has an impact on the everyday life of, of a farmer. Caroline, from what Annie has said there, what are the kind of lifestyle changes that farmers can make that will have the biggest impact to reduce health issues? Really, what farmers need to do is arm themselves with the information about what risk factors are and what risk factors they have themselves. You know, so first of all, to understand exactly what a risk factor is. So, you know, a risk factor is anything that raises a person's chance of developing heart disease and stroke. So that's something that you're doing on quite a regular basis, um, you know, that will have an impact on your health. And the more risk factors you have, the more likely it is that you will develop heart disease or stroke. You know, you can make a big difference um, to your chances of experiencing heart disease or stroke by making changes that, that will improve the risk factors that you can control. And a risk factor really there are two kinds. They're the ones that you can control and there are risk factors that you can't control. So the risk factors that you can't control, but you should have knowledge of are things like your family history. So, you know, if somebody, a sibling or a parent has had a heart attack or stroke, you know, that can make you at a higher risk. So to know your family history, if you can, you know, being male or female can have an impact as well. So women, um, the one benefit of having um, hormones and all of that is that we have some protection until after the menopause. So um, men are at a higher risk kind of from the age of 55 and women are around 65. So it's just to be aware of that, your age, unfortunately, as we get older, um, the risk factor increases and, you know, our race as well as something else that we need to be aware of. For example, if you're African Caribbean, you can have a higher risk of having high blood pressure. So they're kind of the risk factors that we can't control, but then luckily enough, there are risk factors that we can control. And those risk factors, you know, that we need to have a knowledge about and, and to know the numbers about are your blood pressure. So it's important to know your blood pressure level, um, your cholesterol, you should get your cholesterol checked you know, your smoking habits. So if you smoke, um, you know, that is a, a very huge risk factor for getting heart disease and stroke. 
Um, another blood test that we can have done to check is for our blood sugar levels, and that checks for um, diabetes. And if you have diabetes, you are at a higher risk of getting um, heart disease or stroke. So there are a number of risk factors, you know, that are within our control. The other things then with that we need to be mindful of, you know, is our physical um inactivity so you know I know farmers they, they always say to me you know they're out on the land but I see a lot of um, farmers in jeeps and quads and stuff so just you know physical activity isn't the same as exercise so just to be aware of how much exercise they're taking you know our weight um, is another um, risk factor and especially carrying weight around our tummy area that um, increases our risk factor and stress. So having, you know, unfortunately stress is in everyone's life, but if we have a constant chronic stress, that's when it becomes an issue and that affects um, our, our blood pressure, our cholesterol levels. It also impacts then on um, what food we eat, um, you know, our diet, you know, what exercise we're doing, um, like if you are smoking or your alcohol intake, it all has an impact on that and our sleep. So there's a whole combination of things that we need to be um, aware of, but they kind of are the, the main risk factors that, that we look at when, when we're chatting to people. And I suppose for the farmers and, and you know, the whole family, so it's not just the farmer themselves so it can be the farmer their partner if they have um, children you know it all impacts on them so it's just something to be aware of most definitely Caroline and I suppose farmers will have seen creatine local marts across the country over the past number of years and this is ongoing Annie from a farmer's point of view when they see your stand at the mart can you just talk through the process as to when the farmer sits down what tests you do kind of what kind of questions you ask the farmer because sometimes it can be daunting when they see this at the local mart what's the actual process that you go through with the farmer like at um if we're outside um at a mart or anywhere else they're more than welcome to come over and um, we're very friendly it's not very um a, a formal setting so when the um, farmer will sit down we'll get them to sign a form just to say that they're happy for us to do their blood pressure and um, that they'll take on board um, the information that we give them. Then um, we will check their blood pressure. So that involves placing a cuff on their arm. So it's not very invasive. You won't be removing any clothes or anything like that. You just have to roll up um, if you have a long sleeve on. So um, they'll be sitting down. We'll check the blood pressure. We'll talk about their blood pressure reading. Um, we also will be checking their pulse. And that's just very important to make sure that they have um, a regular pulse rhythm. And um, once we have all that done, then we can have a quick chat to them about any risk factors that they might have any questions on. So that can be cholesterol, smoking, it can be diet related or exercise or whatever really they have an interest in. So that's kind of what the process done. If we do find anything, so see if we do find that their blood pressure is elevated, we can recheck it again and we can talk about um, the best steps that they need to take from there. Um, as Annie mentioned earlier, we do have supports outside of that to offer. So we do have our phone support line and that, that they can contact us and we can follow up with them from there. The reason you will see us at, see us at a mart is because we've discovered over the years that farmers aren't great, as we have said earlier, at getting themselves to the GP. Um, so working with local organizations like 
in, in Galway, Galway Rural Development with organisations like Chagask uh, out and about in the community, we um, are invited to marts where farmers are already um, gathering, where it, we try to make it as easy as possible for them to avail of the check. And once they've had the check, then if when we do find regularly, and, and our reports have shown this, that um, lots of farmers, although they are getting better, I will say, but lots of farmers will not have visited their GP in, in quite a while uh, for anything. And they also, if they are on medication, they may have been on the same medication without any follow-up. They haven't gone back to their GP to, to follow up or to inquire whether something should change, you know, in, in, in the years since. So it's very important to kind of make it easy for, for that, for the farming community to avail of these checks and just to kind of, I suppose, re-emphasize the importance of it for themselves, for their lives, for their family lives, for their farm, the, the whole the whole package, that they do take that opportunity wherever possible. And then that might prompt them to maybe be a little bit more proactive in the future in terms of um, looking after their heart health, because it's core to their, you know, making sure that they're, they're, they're running a good business and being there for their families in the future. And over the years, Annie, you've visited a lot of marts and met a lot of farmers. What have you seen as some of the standout cases that listeners can learn from? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most enjoyable um, things that we do as as, a, as an organisation. It's it's always a, a really um, enjoyable day out to, to meet to meet with the the farming community. Uh, it's always great fun, but. Uh, also, as we said, under underlined with a little bit of, of seriousness. And we have had occasion where we have met um, farmers, male and female, who um, have been identified in the day as, as, as being in need of immediate help. Um, and in some occasions, very, very immediate help, uh, whereby uh, maybe an ambulance might be called for somebody um, to, to make sure that they get to where they need to go to uh, ASAP. And on one occasion that I recall um, a few years ago, the gentleman was taken off. Now, it turned out that he did have a very strong family history, but I guess he was just not um, not uh, dealing with it. Uh, very strong family history. Um, and on the particular day that he was, he met with our nurse, his blood pressure was extremely high. She did all her her protocols in terms of you know the the different tests and 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 and, and as Carolina said, this is not a diagnosis when we when we meet you on the day. It's not a diagnosis. It's a moment in time, and it's a it's a like it raises a flag or a red flag to you that you need to go and get something checked. But for whatever reason, this gentleman's blood pressure was just not doing what it needed to do on the day. And in in conversation with him, and the fact that he had a very strong family history, the decision was made. Uh, given given the readings that he needed to go immediately to A&E. And it turned out that this gentleman did have um, an event, did end up having life-saving, um, a life-saving procedure on that very day and is still around to tell the tale. But that's one extreme case. You don't see that often. And that's not to frighten people. But um, that is one very extreme case that does stand out with me um, over the years. And, and that life was saved and that man's family have him with them today. Um, other people over the years, of course, well, it might not have been as severe, but they would have gotten the nudge or have gotten the 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 tap on the shoulder that gave them the the um the impetus to get themselves to the GP, get themselves checked out, have a diagnosis of something, whether it be high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or maybe something a little bit more serious, maybe an irregular heartbeat, as Caroline mentioned earlier, which is is a very strong risk factor for for stroke. Um, 
get that addressed, get it, get it sorted, get it managed, and then begin to, you know, get on, get on with your life basically, but know that you're managing that, that um, risk factor or that condition. So it's very important. And and that's, that's the the value and the impact that we see on a daily basis. You might see a hundred people and you might have a real impact on three people, but that's worth it. Most definitely, Caroline and Annie, for sure. It's making a huge difference, particularly for the farmer's health and well-being and the family going into the future, as you've mentioned. We've really covered a lot of in the last few moments, particularly around preventative measures that listeners can take now. I suppose we've seen from what you've said, really, cardiovascular disease isn't an older person's problem, but really small changes that's made now. It's never too late to start. What would you say are the three tips that you give to listeners from all that you've seen and from what you've said today, what that they should take for it. Annie, maybe you want to give two or three tips and Caroline, I'll come to you then. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so I'll start probably from a more general um, perspective, I suppose. Uh, number one, as you said, it's not a, it's not a young person's issue or sorry, an older person's issue. It is it is it is almost a community issue. We need to start thinking in number one, we need to take ownership ourselves. But we also need to start thinking in terms of, you know, building healthy communities, looking to see what we can do to empower people to be aware of what they need to do and then to actually do it. So whether that's within uh, a one on one within a family situation, whether it's in a, a wider family circle, a friend circle, schools, organizations like Chagask, it's incumbent upon all of us at various levels of society to really um, do what we can to facilitate people to, number one, understand the risk factors for cardiovascular disease and then to focus on cardiovascular health because it's cardiovascular health is where we want to be. We want to be cardiovascular healthy. That's great, Annie. And Caroline, what what advice would you have? Yeah, so I suppose kind of to reiterate there what Annie said, we have um, a slogan that we use here in Cree of own it, check it and sort it. So really um, what I'd be saying to farmers is to make the time and don't have any regrets, you know, to know your numbers and know your risk factor, to know your blood pressure reading. And the only way that you can do that is, is to get it checked, whether it be with the GP whether it be with um, the practice nurse, um, the pharmacies are very good now at, at checking blood pressure. You know, to know your number, is your blood pressure reading below the guidelines of 140 on 90? You know, to have that blood test done, to check your cholesterol, you know, know the difference between your bad cholesterol and your good cholesterol, you know, your blood sugar readings, and they're just just the basics. And I suppose after that, from my own point of view, you know, exercise and stress management would be something that would go hand in hand and really benefit everything. Exercise has such a powerful impact on us, you know, it affects, you know, our mental health, you know, our weight management, our blood pressure levels, our cholesterol levels, you know, and our blood sugar levels. So from um, a nursing point of view, they would kind of be the main things. But the main thing I'd like to get across today is, you know, to make that time. You know, the work of a farmer is never done. So it can be very difficult, you know, to find times, you know, to go to the GP, you know, and looking after your own your own health. But, you know, you do it, as Annie said earlier on, they do, it, you know, day in, day out, you know, they take care of the machinery on the farm, you know, the livestock, you know, and, and all of that. But I suppose... You have to think, you know, all of that comes second nature to farmers, but, you know, to make sure that you're looking after yourself as well and managing your own health. So, you know, checking for signs of a problem and taking action are just as important for yourself as it is for, for your farm. And, you know, to to look after yourself, really, and, and to prioritise that. 
a lot of insight there in relation to cardiovascular health. And there's further information on the Cree website on www.cree.ie. And farmers can look forward to seeing you in the coming months at their local mart across the country. And those dates will be available on the website also. Thanks very much. They will, absolutely. And can we give the nurse helpline, Catherine, please? You can, yeah. If they would like to just pick up the phone, um, 091-544-310 is the cardiovascular nurse helpline. They get through to our colleague Maeve, who is a cardiovascular nurse specialist, and um, she will deal with any queries or issues um, that anybody might have. And that's a free, free confidential service. So anybody is free to call that number Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. That's great. Thanks very much, Caroline and Annie. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Caroline and Annie for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.